0: Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck. I'm a retired accountant turned truck driver. I have reduced my debt to zero in a short matter of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Bankruptcy is a legal process through which people or other entities Who cannot repay debt to creditors may seek relief from some or all their debts. In most jurisdictions, bankruptcy is imposed by a court order, often initiated by the debtor. That's what bankruptcy is all about. For those of you who are thinking that bankruptcy may be an out to their debt problems, here's the basic. Information you need to know before you get started. I am not an attorney and this is not legal advice. I cannot stress that enough. This is only a program to give my listeners basic information on subjects which may affect their life. Since this program is about how to reduce debt, bankruptcy may be an option. But it's an option that you only use in the last resort. That's what we're going to be talking about. They're known as chapter 7, chapter 13, chapter 11. And there's also a chapter 12 and many others that we're not going to talk about. Chapter 12 bankruptcy is for farmers and fishermen. So we're not going to cover that. The basic three is 7, 13, and 11. What is it and what's the difference? Chapter 7 bankruptcy doesn't require a repayment plan, but does require you to liquidate or sell non-exempt assets to pay back creditors. This is for individuals and or businesses. Chapter 11 bankruptcy is a business reorganization plan often used by large businesses to help them stay active while repaying Creditors. So for individuals, Chapter 11 does not apply unless you have a large business of some type. Chapter 13, bankruptcy, eliminates qualified debt through a repayment plan over a three or five year period. And over that three or five years, you're making payments to the court. Chapter 7 and Chapter 11 and chapter 13 bankruptcy all impact your credit and not all your debts may be wiped out. Let me stress that. Not all your debts may be wiped out. So here's some friendly advice. I was an accountant. I did tax returns for businesses for many years. One of the most common things I dealt with was people coming in saying they got letters from the IRS and they owed the IRS money for past years, maybe 10, 15 years ago. A lot of them said, I filed bankruptcy and I don't owe that anymore. The only thing I could tell them is you need to talk to the attorney that handled your bankruptcy proceedings. I don't know anything about bankruptcies and I don't know anything about yours. Federal income taxes is one of those items that may not be wiped out. In order to make sure it's included, you have to have all your tax returns filed up to date at the time you file bankruptcy. Anything that happens after you file your bankruptcy, it's not going to be included. Even if you're up to date and you owe the IRS money, and they're pursuing you bankruptcy may not wipe out that debt you need to talk to the attorney that's handling it you need to find out what debt will remain after you file bankruptcy and do whatever it is you're going to do now let's talk about the different types chapter seven how does that work you can eliminate most of your unsecured debt and some secured debt by surrendering your assets. Unsecured debts are debts not secured with collateral, including most personal loans and credit cards. So your house and your car have collateral, be the home or the car, and you have to qualify for certain to file chapter seven. And one of the things you have to do is, is a medium income test that you have to pass. And then there is a couple forms you need to fill out and present, and, uh, present to the court. And the best person or people who Chapter 7 works for people who own little or no property and have a lot of debt with no collateral. If you have a lot of credit card debt, you don't own a house, you're not buying a home, maybe you don't even have a car payment, then that may be a way to get rid of it, which it's no repayment plan required and nothing else is going on. There are things you got to do before you do this filing, and we're going to cover that in a little bit. Chapter 11 bankruptcy is businesses and submitting a reorganization plan to restructure debts to help repay creditors over time. It's often used by large corporations, but can also help certain people and small business owners if they don't qualify for Chapter 7 or 13. Chapter 11 is more complicated bankruptcy filing and isn't typically used by individuals, and we'll leave it at that. So if you're an individual and you have a fairly good business with maybe a lot of assets and you got behind in debt because you had to close down for COVID, and you got behind maybe you might qualify for chapter 11 now all these different chapters you have to qualify in order to use them and it's you know income based tests and all kinds of forms you got to fill out and all kind Every time when you file you got to pay a fee. There's a fee for filing for bankruptcy. And of course you need an attorney and make sure the paperwork is all filled out correctly. Even if you do it yourself, an attorney should review it to make sure you got it right and should be aware and advise you of what's going on and represent you in court cuz you're probably going to be too busy to go to court every, you know, few months or whenever it is. The chapter 13 is the second most common type of bankruptcy used primarily by individuals. The goal of chapter 13 is to eliminate your debt by creating a repayment plan to pay back all or a portion of what you owe over three or five years. You make monthly payment to a court trustee and the trustee distributes the money to your creditors. At the end of your plan, the remaining unpaid debts are discharged. So you make payments on a monthly basis to the trustee who then pays your creditors. And he's going to pay your creditors based on whatever legal terms that's required. And after the period of time, whether it's a three-year or a five-year, most of them that I ever came across were five-year plans. So at the end of five years, whatever debt did not get paid off is going to be discharged that's only the debt that's part of this plan. There may be debt that was not part of the plan that you still have. I cannot stress that enough. It said earlier that not all debt is discharged in bankruptcy. Some of them may not qualify, and I don't know what that's going to be, but I know federal income tax could be one of those. The Chapter 13, when you file it, creates automatic stay that stops most collection actions and which generally means creditors can't seek wage garnishment. Making calls demand a payment or file lawsuits. Automatic stays also protect your co-debtors and can save your home from foreclosure. However, you must continue to pay your mortgage or the lender can get the court to start foreclosure proceedings. Work with your attorney so they can communicate with your creditors and work with you to determine what debt you should continue to pay, if any. And this is going to vary state by state. And definitely this is only for the United States. Every state has different laws. So it's going to vary from state to state. That's why we're being vague here. So we got seven, which is complete discharge of your debt with no repayment plan. We have 11, which is mostly for large companies to restructure their debt, to repay their creditors over time. We have chapter 13, which is mostly for individuals, which is a payment plan where you have a plan that you submit to the court. The court's not doing this for you. You have to come up with the plan, submit it to the court and make either a three- or five-year payment where you pay it to the trustee. Seven and 13 is the most common for individuals. Seven, if you're an individual with little or no assets and a lot of unsecured debt. 13, if you have substantial amount of collateral loans or credit, such as a home, a second home, a car, a boat, anything with a title. It's going to have collateral uh, credit attached to it. Those are the items that maybe you sell your second home, you sell one of your cars, you sell one of your boats, you make a payment to them, and then whatever is left over, it may be discharged through bankruptcy. Is it better to file seven or 13? Seven is generally more affordable to compare to chapter 13, and provides a relatively quicker way to get out of your debts. Filing chapter 7 might be a good option if you have little or no property, have an income level that falls below the means thresholds, which is a test you gotta pass, have mostly unsecured debts such as medical bills, credit card debts, and personal loans, can't commit to a repayment plan for the next three or five years. Maybe you don't have the income. Maybe you are disabled or became disabled or retired. So it depends on your individual circumstance. And chapter 11 is a reorganization plan. Chapter 7 is a liquidation bankruptcy. So if you file for 7, you have to sell your assets to pay as many creditors as possible. Generally speaking. You do this because if you sell the assets, you can't get the lien released because you can't sell it for what you owe on it. And it's going to definitely create your credit score. But before you can do all this, if we started out, before you can even file for bankruptcy, you have to go and get credit counseling. And you got to get credit counseling from And a court approved credit counselor. And what are they going to do? Well, they're going to do what I've been telling you. One, you got to set up a budget. You got to identify how much your income is on a monthly basis. You got to identify all your debt. You got to identify all your living expenses and you got to put yourself on the budget. And two, you have to come up with some type of repayment plan. So all your debt, you're going to have to come up with how much you can afford to pay them and it's probably got to be more than a minimal amount or if you got so much debt maybe some of it you can't even repay but it's got to be included in that repayment plan and you have to have debt counseling to go over all this information and to help you and maybe make payments for three or six months or for a period of time To determine if you actually can be on a credit plan so that you can file for chapter 13, because you would have to submit a payment plan. If you can't keep up with a payment plan for whatever reasons, you have to demonstrate that to the debt counselor, which you have to put yourself on a stricter budget. You can't have any wasteful spending. That's why I wasn't. I don't like talking about bankruptcy. I feel that if you had enough income to get that credit, you should have enough income if you keep your spending under control to repay those loans that you received. It's a matter of you making the decision and realizing you're spending more than you need to, you're spending money where you don't need to spend it. You have wasteful spending, you got bad spending habits. Whatever it is, it's up to you to get it under control. And we're going to come back here in one moment and we're going to talk about the means testing, the income means testing, or I don't really know what it's called, but something along those lines. If you listen to this podcast using an Apple podcast app, Please rate and review this podcast. If you don't know how to rate and review within the Apple Podcasts app, do a search. Even if you're already at reduced debt, increased wealth, you do a search. When the search is done, you click on reduced debt, increased wealth. You then scroll down through the episodes and towards the bottom, you'll see write a review. You can rate the stars. If you click on write a review, you can write your comments and then click on the number of stars you wish to select. Check my show notes for the articles that I've been referring to. And there's two of them. The one on the I just talked about is from credit.com. Filing for bankruptcy differences between chapters 7, 11 and 13 with the most common, the seven and 13, being the most common chapters for individuals. Seven is a complete liquidation with no repayment plan, which then you must pass a means, income means test, in order to see if you qualify. And then there's chapter 13, which is a repayment plan over a three or five year period. So If you're thinking about Chapter 7, because that's the less expensive and quickest way, and maybe you don't have a lot of assets, so you might think you qualify. But before you can even file, you have to fill out paperwork, of course, in addition to the paperwork for filing the bankruptcy. And there's a couple forms, a statement of your current monthly income and means test calculation. A a bankruptcy means test determines whether your income exceeds a certain amount. This test is required to show that you're eligible for Chapter 7 bankruptcy based on your state's income standards. So this is going to vary from state to state. And of course, you have to go through and fill it out. And there's a lot of information they want. And then it's going to be complicated, time consuming. And find a bankruptcy professional to help you. We generally recommend starting with a credit counselor. In fact, it's required by law to do so before filing Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Imagine that. So, what are they going to require? Well, the debt counselor is going to require you to set yourself up on the budget and identify all your debt and come up with some type of plan. And maybe they're going to help you come up with that plan. One, That's your first expense, paying for a debt counselor. Your second expense will be paying for your bankruptcy attorney. And your third expense would be paying for the bankruptcy fees as you file these forms. I'm sure every form you file is going to have a fee associated with it. $300 here, $500 there. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be forms. So if you go to creditcomma.com chapter seven bankruptcy means test and it goes through and it tells you all the different things they want to know your marital status is you gonna file bankruptcy with your spouse or if you're just filing and your spouse is not filing and they want to know your income make sure you list all your income so that would be not only your wages it would be Interest income. If you have rental property, it'd be the rental property income. So you would probably need to get your past tax return out and refer to that. Since there are 12 months in the year, you multiply your income by 12 to get your annual income. Then compare your annual income to your state's annual median family income for your household side as determined by the United States Department of Justice website. This comparison takes place in part two of form 122A-1. Who needs to fill it out? Let me see. If you complete it, you show your income is higher than the medium. You must file form 122A-2. This is the actual means test. The calculation you enter on this form determines how much money you have available to pay off other debts. So what they're doing is you got to have... Compare your income to your state's average income. Then if your income is higher than the median, which is the average, then you got to do a calculation to see how much money you have available to pay off the debt. And I'm sure they got all kinds of things in there, like your exemptions, like your house and food and clothes and stuff like that. I don't know. I've never done it and I'm not going to go into the details of it. So it's going to be a lengthy process. It may take you some time, but this, if your test fails, just because you failed the chapter seven bankruptcy means test today, doesn't mean you fail it again in a couple of months. So as your income falling and falls even lower, and maybe you redo it, maybe you can put it off for three months and then you might be able to do chapter seven but if you fail the test, you can want to move forward. Again, now we're looking at 13. So the two main chapters is seven for complete liquidation of your debt or 13, which is a plan on a three or five year period. Like I said earlier, the most common that I ever ran across is the five year. And this debt, They pay it off. You pay the trustee on a monthly basis, then they pay your creditors, however, based on your plan, maybe. After the period of time is over, if not everybody gets paid, then the remaining balance is poof, gone, and you go on and you quit paying the trustee. The bottom line Chapter 7 Means Test helps determine if you qualify for Chapter 7 Bankruptcy. Filling out the forms can be complicated, so it's a good idea to consult with a bankruptcy professional to help you fill them out correctly. That would be an attorney and also maybe the debt counselor who is approved by the court. It's also important to remember that bankruptcy is a serious legal decision that comes with real consequences. Make sure you explore all your options before deciding to move forward with Chapter 7 bankruptcy bankruptcy's negative effect on your credit may include making it harder to secure credit in the future and have to pay higher rates of interest on any debt you do end up taking on bankruptcy no matter if it's seven or 13 should be your last resort And maybe something significant happened that reduced your income and maybe that whatever happened that reduced your income is not going to go away. Maybe you were in an accident and you're totally partially disabled and you're unable to work or at least unable to work at the job you were previously doing and unable to make that amount of income. Then you may be a candidate for bankruptcy. But if nothing serious has happened to you in your life to cause a dramatic loss of income, you need to get yourself on a budget, you need to get yourself on a debt reduction plan, and you need to be serious about your debt. And if you're just thinking about bankruptcy, whether it's seven or 13, as an easy way out to get out of your current debt situation, you're probably not going to like the result at the end. I'll be back in one moment with my final thought. Maybe you know somebody struggling to pay off credit card debts. If you can refer them to this podcast, I really appreciate it. And maybe we can work together to help them get rid of those pesky credit cards, if nothing else. My final thoughts. Bankruptcy is not for everybody. And there's two major types of bankruptcy, Chapter 7 and Chapter These two sections are for individuals mostly. Seven is complete liquidation of your assets to dissolve your debt. And 13 requires a payment plan. In order to do Chapter 7, you need to pass a median test, which compares your income to the median income of your state. So that will vary from state to state, the dollar amount. If you cannot pass the median test and your income is still falling, you may wait a few months and try the test again and see if maybe it qualifies. If you wanna press ahead, you can always do a chapter 13. But before you do anything related to bankruptcy, you need to go to a credit counselor and have them work with you. So if you're going to a credit counselor for any reason, make sure it's a credit counselor approved by the bankruptcy court. And if you go to their bankruptcy court website, they have a list of these credit counselors that are pre-approved. Or you can ask them if they're approved by the bankruptcy court. Your goal is to reduce your debt or get out of debt and make your life easier. Bankruptcy is not an easy way out. It's probably one of the harder ways because you have to do what you should have been doing to start with. You got to create a budget. You got to live within your means. You got to come up with a payment plan, a payment reduction plan. You can do all that stuff on your own, but it doesn't count for bankruptcy court unless you go to a credit counselor. Maybe you've been working on that maybe you're making some progress you think the progress is too slow so you want to speed it up bankruptcy may not be the way to go so stick with it keep your budget on track keep your spending under control and you will get your debt under control and be debt free and reach your financial freedom goals whatever they may be